Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the BAS Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. I'm your host, founder of BAS Media, Brunch and Brunch and Slay lifestyle brand. Uh, Guys, you know, every week I continue to be in awe of the support you give me. I think I smile more every Tuesday or whenever I record because I can hear it in my voice. I just, I won't say, I, I won't say that I don't expect it because you know when you ask God for things you better expect him to answer but I appreciate you guys for just continually uh listening and continuing to lift me up and continuing to be just great supporters of this show even today I got a note from somebody saying that they really enjoyed Tuesday's episode and those little things I need to hear that from time to time and today was one of those days so thank you for supporting now you know I'm not shy so I'm gonna tell you the truth If you haven't reviewed this show, you already know what I'm going to say. Do it, do it, do it. (laughs) Stop playing around. Reviews make the world go around. If you are a person who looks at Yelp before you go out, then it's the same thing for podcasts. There are tons of podcasts out there. We're growing this industry and this platform is growing every day. So the more reviews I have, the more folks can hear my crazy personality and hear from all these amazing folks who I have on the show every week. So if you've already reviewed, Thank you a million times over. If you share the show with at least one person ever, thank you. If you haven't, do so now. And subscribe. If you are listening more than once a month, then I suggest you subscribe. I don't mind if you binge. That's life. I don't get to listen to shows that I love every single day that they come out, but I love a good binge session. So I think that's enough of that soapbox. Guys, every week we are so lucky to hear from women who I always, I like to call them disruptors. Yes, I said that. Women who own their own space. It's not easy being confident. It's not easy being bold enough to act on your dreams and to step out until at the beginning. The more you do it, the easier it gets. So confidence is something that looks good on everybody, right? So today's guest is a woman who exudes confidence. I love, number one, I love her city. I love her vibe, and I love what she's created. She is a host, an actress, a spokesperson, a speaker, an influencer. She's been seen everywhere from Dr. Phil to people. So you know she's got something to say, and she's got one of those captivating personalities. Oh, and did I mention she is a spokesperson and has been a spokesperson for some of the brands that you guys shop at every single day or at least every month, right? So with you are going to be excited, and without any more hesitation, I'm going to introduce Miss Shanice Lewis. Hey, Shanice. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you and your audience. Yes. Yeah, so you talk to people all the time. You have your own podcast. Let's. I guess we'll start there. Tell us about your podcast. So my podcast is geared towards plus size women. So what I consider plus size is a size 14 and up. But it's a lot of influential women I interview doing positive things. So really, anyone can listen and enjoy it. But it's um, geared to the plus size community because 
they're doing a lot of positive things that sometimes mainstream media looks over and mainstream media sometimes even looks down on. So I gave myself a, a, a platform as well as others in my community starting in 2008 because it was just needed to shine light on the things that women are doing for body positivity and confidence. I love that. And you know, you guys hear me say it all the time. There's always, if you have a need for something, then there's other people who need it too. And I agree with you about media not embracing non And I don't even want to say non-traditional because plus size is traditional. That's everybody. Well, know? the average woman in America wears a size 16 to 18. Hello. So my demographic is everywhere I go. Right. And I'm and seriously, I, I just commend you because you are being bold with it. You're giving women a platform. And then guess what, guys? She found a niche. There's something for everybody. There's an opportunity out there for you to shine. She obviously has this great personality. And then she's giving other women a platform to let to connect. And I think that's what this is all about. And I think that's why you really spoke to my heart, because I, I love innovative women. And like oh, I said, disrupt you. hers. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So when does your show air? So I usually uh, post new episodes weekly on Monday afternoons, Um, but, you know, sometimes scheduling and things, but definitely once a week. At the beginning, when I first started in uh, 2008, I did it once a month, but um, now, you know, I try to be more consistent because I think the audience likes consistency. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, she's a veteran, 2008, man. Yeah. You seen this. You were one of the first. Yeah, like when I started, it wasn't even a lot of people having podcasts. It wasn't, you know, a lot of uh, apps to stream it on. So it was fairly new. But the reason that I started is because at the time I was living in Los Angeles and I was in classes to be a host, an on-air host. And so my um, hosting teacher suggested I started a podcast to practice my interview skills. So my podcast is a live stream that is unedited because I needed to practice my interviewing skills for live events like red carpet events or war shows or what's the things I was in inspired um inspiring to do how cool and brave is that i don't think y'all want to hear me 100 percent live y'all might hear all my dirty sailor mouth (laughs) (laughs) wow that is so cool and you know sometimes mishaps happen and sometimes you mess up but you know i just you know keep it moving now what platforms can they find your podcast on um Everywhere. It's on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, of course, iTunes, Google Podcasts, everywhere. And my branded website for the podcast is ShaniceLewisShow.com. So I have my personal website, then I have the podcast website. Wow. So you, since you're a veteran, I got to take advantage of this opportunity. Tell me how the industry and and the platform has really changed and evolved since you first started. What do you like now about it? that you didn't have then? Well, now I just think the industry is kind of oversaturated. Like everybody is having a podcast now and it's kind of booming like the blogging did, you know, for a minute, everybody was trying to be a blogger. So I just think it's uh, more platforms and more easier things like 
um, the platform Anchor started, and now people are just doing podcasts from their um, cell phones. They don't even need equipment. And, you know, some people might look down on that about maybe the audio or sound quality, but I think just putting out content is great. As long as it doesn't sound like you're at the bottom of a swimming pool, just having (laughs) content that's good on a consistent basis is helpful for your brand. I agree. And the key word was consistent. That's what I was going to say. I, I think there are tons more, even from when I first fell in love with podcasts. I started listening to podcasts probably in definitely in 2015, like religiously. I'd heard of them before, listened to one here and there, but I really truly fell in love with a few of them in 2015. But I can tell you even some of them that I listened to back then don't even still come on. Consistency is very difficult for most people in the world. So I think just just hold on tight. And, and then sometimes when you're dealing with the public, you know, you might want to interview somebody that is prestigious, but they're so unprofessional. And sometimes it just gets aggravating. So I understand why sometimes people might not want to move on because if you're not monetizing from it at the time, and if it's just difficult to secure people and get people to act right, it, it can be a challenge. It's not easy to have a successful podcast. So You know, at times I've taken a hiatus, but I always come back. I agree. I have definitely had some celebrities say, oh, my gosh, I'm excited to be on there and no show. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of take that with a grain of salt. I'm like, that's kind of, you kind of expect that from some prima Mm -hmm. donnas, so to speak. Uh, I try not to get offended. And I've had some like rescheduled two and three times and just fall off. I get annoyed. I wait. And then when I'm feeling nice again, I'll reach back out to them like six or seven months later or a little while later and say, hey, I know we never got to make this happen. I know you got some projects coming up because at the end of the day, I try to look at it as it's still a business. You think Oprah didn't have people on the show? Right. You know? Keep right. it moving. Ratings are ratings. Right. So sometimes <laughs> as a podcaster, you just have to stay encouraged and not take it personal and say it's this business that's not a personal attack on me. Oh, absolutely. I don't think most people really do have things come up. I literally, I can tell you, I had um, a few months back when I first relocated here back home to Dallas, uh, my family just had a lot going on. Uh, not only just the move, I was terribly sick for about six, seven weeks back to back. And then I lost my one of my most favorite aunts. And it was so challenging uh, to keep those appointments. So about three people really felt that wrath. And I had to reschedule a couple of times. And I think one, a couple of them probably thought I was a true flake. And, mm-hmm. and anybody who knows me knows I am a professional day and night. That's not something. But I just had to let, really just say, you know what? I'm grieving. I can't. I just can't right now. And uh I know that that probably left a sour taste in some folks' mouths, but I did reach out to them after I felt like the dust had settled a bit. But I get it. Life happens. Right. And I think, you know, we just kind of got to give ourselves a little room to be human sometimes and be a little bit more, have a little more empathy and a little, be a little bit more forgiving of people, period. And it taught that situation, I say that to say, taught me to give people the benefit of the doubt. You right, know, right. Not everybody's lying. <laughs> right. But some are. Most of them are. <laughs> Yeah, so okay, so that's really cool. So, guys, we got and tell you didn't tell them the name of your podcast. Well, it's the Shanice Lewis Show, so everything is in my government name. You can find everything I'm involved with. (laughs) Government, yes. (laughs) So, now tell me, you talked a little bit about how you actually went to school to study your craft of hosting. I love that because I believe, in all honesty, we live in an age of people waking up in the middle of the night and saying, I'm a this. Right. And that next thing you 
know they got an Instagram handle and that's what they're doing. I am not knocking them for operating in faith. However, I do believe you should do the you work. skills. Yeah. There's levels. Yeah. So I love Level. it. Yeah. So tell me about your first hosting gig. I'm sure you remember it. Um, nobody's never asked me that question. Let me think. So I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm a Southern girl. But in 2004, I moved to Los Angeles to pursue a career in entertainment. So I did my hosting classes actually in Los Angeles. So the first thing that I ever host probably would have been an event that I produced myself because I produced an event in Los Angeles for six years called Love Your Body Day. So I think the first thing I probably did was my own just because I couldn't, you know, disappoint myself. That's a good way to start. Yes. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So do you remember what your first paid gig was? My first paid gig. I don't remember because it's been like over a decade. I don't remember. A lot of them, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Some of the events I've host I've been hosting for a couple of years now. So um I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to do some research on that. That's a good one. So now you live in the Crescent City. Well, an hour and a half away from the Crescent City. Oh, so you're in Baton Rouge still? Yes. Oh, I love Baton Rouge, though. I really do. You guys have a nice little, I like to think of it as a college town, but it's not as isolated as a college town. Well, I used to go there for work all the time. And I would always, I like, what I like about Baton Rouge is it's not overpopulated, but you guys still have all the amenities. You still got your Ruth Chris Steakhouse, right. sushi spots. Right. It's so cute in like little town America, but very like cute bungalows and beautiful green trees. I really like Baton Rouge. Like, yeah. yeah. I used to go there all the time for work and um, just really enjoyed. I love Louisiana anyway. I think I, I well, obviously I was supposed to, kind of be there my grandmother was from Monroe oh okay and yeah and it's just a vibe and I lived in Houston for 12 years and my husband and I would take weekend trips to New Orleans all the time just to eat you know and just really enjoyed it so there's a lot of culture in Louisiana that I'm a little jealous of I'm not gonna lie you're close (laughs) enough to visit often yeah but it's not the same you know Texas has culture but it's basically barbecue That is our culture, you know, and then you have um, places like, you know, Houston that has a huge, you know, Louisiana melting pot. So you got folks from everywhere. It's a huge Louisiana emphasis and culture in, in Houston. And Dallas is definitely still just Southern North Texas. We're more Oklahoma than we are. I le- like to eat at Papa Do's when I come out there. It's funny you should say that because I literally just told my husband tonight, you know, since we moved back to Dallas, we have not eaten at Papa Do's. And when I was in Houston... We ate there way too much. It's not like I didn't, there weren't better places because Houston has some great Cajun restaurants, but mm-hmm. it, I guess it was convenient. It was like two miles from our house. But oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got spoiled. Yeah, I do miss that calamari though. I'm gonna have to go get some. <laughs> this is going everywhere, but I love it. So, <laughs> you know what? I think I felt, I felt kind of going this way with you because you're a host. I didn't feel like we needed to be just cookie cutter about what your, what your brand is because oh, I could talk about anything, girl. Yeah, yeah, and I and I did my homework. I mean, come on now. Like I said, she's been from Doctor Phil to People, guys. She's done this, and she just told you she's been hosting her own show since two thousand eight, which I think is phenomenal. Thank you. More brunch and slate after this. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses! 
Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash brunch and slay. And now back to brunch and slay. So you have some really cool shows that you're about to be hosting. Let's start with the first one, Bronner Brothers, which I, my sister's a hairstylist. Oh, is she coming? Probably not, knowing her. But when she first started, we would do hair shows and she would do crazy over-the-top hairstyles on me, color my hair, do all kinds of stuff. And I really enjoyed that world for a few years. So I'm excited to hear more about what role you're going to play well, Bronner Brothers is usually uh, takes place in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, this is a, a legendary event that's been in existence for over 70 years. I think this year might be the 73rd year, but don't quote me on that. But because um, this year in Atlanta, it was the Super Bowl around the time it was going to be taking place. So they decided to switch the location to New Orleans. So this is a historic event this year because this is not only the first time that the Bronner Brothers Hair Show will be held in New Orleans, this is the first time they've held it outside of Atlanta. So this is going to be something new, something fabulous for everybody that attended because it's just a new city and a new vibe. Oh, I know it's going to be amazing. I've seen, I mean, and it's so cool, the different installations that they have. What's your role going to be? What are you going to do during the show? So I am host. Now, my specific task, I don't know yet because it's such a big event and so many things happening. So I'll probably be interviewing some people. Maybe I'll be on the stage. I don't have my exact itinerary yet to tell you the specifics, but it's going to be fabulous. I know that I've hosted enough that I don't really need specifics. I can just go and and talk on the stage. No problem. She's like, I can do this. This is my my jam. Don't question it. And tell me about the TCF Style Expo. So that takes place in Atlanta. And so my friend uh, Marie Denae has a very popular blog called the Curvy Fashionista blog, which is all about plus size fashion. So if you're plus size and want to know the latest designers and where to shop, that's the blog to follow. And so she brings her blog to life in an expo and so the tcf stands for the curvy fashionista expo and so this year will be her fifth year um having this expo and it's going to be in atlanta in august and so this is my fifth year hosting her expo i've been hosting it since the inaugural event so this is a very uh on point with my plus size sisters that want to look fabulous regardless of their size I love that. And I also love how friends support friends. Like you got a friend in her own zone. She's killing it. You're killing it. Y'all put that energy together and make something beautiful. Right, right. We always support each other. So I'm very excited to celebrate with her for five years this year. Yes. So and then you also have the New Orleans Natural Hair Expo coming up. 
Yes, now that is in July. That's the same weekend as the Essence Music Festival. So if you're planning to come down to New Orleans for the Essence Music Festival and you have natural hair or if you're transitioning or thinking about going natural, you definitely have to put this event on your um, itinerary. So the New Orleans Natural Hair Expo, this is going to be the sixth year of this event. And this year it's in a... um, the uh, venue on the Mississippi River. So it's going to be a beautiful view. There are going to be a lot of vendors selling products for natural hair, classes, workshops. It's just a really fun, positive event. And that's empowering too. It's not, you know, size empowering, but wearing your hair naturally in a society that thinks straight and silky is the standard of beauty, that's a, you know, goes into body positivity too. Oh, absolutely. And you know, the crazy thing is I have never been to Essence Fest. Never? Never. I know. I probably need my black card revoked. I have never been. And I want to go. And every year I'm like, I'm going to go. But the thing is, I really don't like crowds. Like, I really don't like crowds. Well, this is the thing. The the daytime events are in the convention center. And so that is kind of packed. But the New Orleans Natural Hair Expo is something you can go to during the Essence Festival where it's not as packed and it's not as tight, but you can still, you know, get all the beauty brands and see the influencers there too. So that's a good alternative to somebody that's not into those big, big, big crowds. Right. And I know I'm missing, I know I'm missing the experience. You know what I mean? And I feel like, oh, Mira, get it together so, one day. This year's the 25th anniversary, so if you don't have your plans yet, it's too late. All the rooms are booked out now. Thankfully, I have friends who live in New Orleans. Oh, <laughs> but I, I need to figure it out quickly, though, because if I go, I really, really want the experience. So you're motivating me. I hear you. You're speaking to my inner spirit, so I got to figure something out. You have natural hair, right? Yeah. 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 Come on, girl. Yeah. I have enjoyed the journey. I really have. I've been natural for what seven or eight years now and I've cut I've done the big chop a couple of times I enjoy it I really do um and I, I agree with you it's a great freedom that comes with allowing yourself to just be yeah I, I agree yeah. and you when you had a relaxer for so long you have to learn how to take care of your hair from scratch oh yeah some of these uh, workshops and classes even though I'm hosting I've been learning a lot too so you know good information about natural hair there Oh, yeah. I remember when the day I did my first big chop, I hadn't seen my natural hair other than new growth when I needed a relaxer. Right. Since, like, what, first grade? Right. So I didn't know what to expect. I was 33 years old, and I just kind of, it was just, I, I was ready. And I remember when she first cut it off, before they washed it, I almost started crying. I thought, oh, my God, I look homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Not homeless, huh? Those were my exact words. I said, Kina, that's my uh, hairstylist in Houston. I look homeless. And she said, no, let me wash it. And she washed it and it was fabulous. And was you it? know what? I was hmm. Yeah. And I didn't do a big chop. I just grew mine out through um, sew-ins. And see, I think y'all are more patient who do that. I'm a person who's just like, even recently, I call myself flat in my hair and burn a couple pieces, which made them stringy. I just literally took the scissors and start cutting those bad boys off. I just refused to hold on to it just for the sake of holding on to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no sense in holding on to damaged hair. Oh, no, no, no. So, okay, I want to ask you some questions, and please just say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. I'm so glad I didn't. 
I'm so glad I didn't listen to people and not move to Los Angeles and follow my dreams. Oh, that's a good one. If you knew that, if you knew that things are going to turn out fabulous, you wouldn't even stress about the current situation. Oh, that's some great advice, right? It's never as bad. When you look back, it's like, I cannot believe I stayed up thinking about that, right? It always works out. (laughs) Right. I can't believe I... I can't believe I, oh, no, you didn't stump me. (laughs) Uh, Well, I can say I can't believe I didn't see my natural hair until I turned 30. Well, that's a good one. It stays with our our theme. Let it go, girl. Let it go. If you're thinking about it, I think we're calling some folks to action. Go on and cut that stuff off. Let it go, girl. I did. You did the weave quick, and I did quick weaves but when I was growing it out because I didn't want to go totally bald. Mm-hmm. I left like less than maybe an inch. I left, you know. So do what you got to do to get comfortable. But yeah, I agree. Feel that scalp, girl. Right, right. Brace <laughs> those coils and curls. That's it's, yes. it's all beautiful. Yes. I really. Somebody said something, and I'm sure you've heard this before about why African Americans' hair is the texture that it is. Have you heard about that? Mm, no, tell me. Well, they say, you know, obviously because of our melanin-rich skin, initially our ancestors lived obviously closer to the equator. Mm-hmm. So our hair evolved to grow kinky and curly as a crown to protect us from the sun. So it was just a natural sun visor, basically. Yeah, mm, that makes sense. Functional. It? Yeah, it really does. So when I heard that, I think that made me embrace it even more. I thought, man... How cool is that? That I that I was part of evolution so much that I evolved and created this beautiful curly crown to protect me, and and it really heightens your features. The more you grow it out, and the more you embrace it, I think our features pop, and you kind of start to see why we have fuller lips and and broader noses and higher cheekbones. I think it just looks great with our natural hair. I really do. That's just me. Yes. Yes. I love it. Now I I have full disclosure. I still wear protective style now and then I don't have an Afro or twist out every day, but I am chemical free. That is the beauty. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. You're right. not beholden. Before I went natural, I had a relaxer and color because I've been going gray since I was 21. So color has always been a must. And my scalp could not take it. I was constantly at the dermatologist. I had a special shampoo, a foam, a lotion, and an oil. And when I went natural and let that stuff go, my scalp cleared up overnight. Wow. Mm-hmm. What color? You were doing blonde or what? No, I will always have some blonde, some highlights or something along those lines. And then I always keep my roots down like a darker, you know, it's always, you know, done. But Mm -hmm. my scalp just couldn't take the relaxer and the color. It just could not. And I wasn't letting it go. (laughs) (laughs) You know how we do. So, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. (laughs) You got to look good. Yeah. So you got to slay, slay yeah, as you That's right. So now it's it's just a whole nother ball game. I can color it more frequently because my hair goes really quick and I constantly have gray roots. So I have to color it now. Probably I really should be coloring every three weeks, but I just, I stretch it out still. But yeah, I, I could, before I would have to wait eight, nine, 10 weeks before I could color it, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. with the double processing. Exactly. So mm-hmm. much better. So this Saturday you can brunch with anybody in the world that are alive who are you brunching with oprah where would you want to take her to eat? um 
I don't know. Let's say Papa Doe since I. <laughs> you know, I bet she's never been. You you think so? Oprah, Oprah can't go to Papa Doe's. No, Oprah cannot. She hasn't been able to go to Papa Doe's since she started the Oprah Winfrey show. Well, you know, you could get the food delivered or she could, <laughs> or she could just get the whole restaurant and close it out. Now that she may have done, but I, I'm wondering, you know, that's a good question. I just want to Instagram her and say, I just want to know, have you ever been to Papa Do's? Well, she's on Weight Watcher stuff now. So Papa Do's probably is not on the menu. Right. I might have pissed her off if I asked her about Papa Do's. <laughs> she might start craving that good catfish and all that, and that fondue and she might have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite brunch spot in, in Baton Rouge? <sighs> My favorite brunch spot. You know what? I don't go brunching just on a regular day with my friends. Anytime I'm at a brunch, it's an event. Isn't it funny how they, it's there everywhere now? <laughs> yes. Like every time I go to a brunch, it's a, a women's empowerment event. So, I mean, the last one I went to was in New Orleans, and I can't even think of the name off the top of my head, but it was not too far off of Canal Street. But, um, yeah, but like just me and my friends, we don't, mm-mm. Really? You know what? Well, you might be the first woman I, I have spoken to who does not brunch with her girls. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you host for a living, so I could see how you'd be a little bit like, you know what? No more chicken and waffles. I'm good. Yeah, but I mean, I got to eat every day, though. True, true. <laughs> now, what part of your life do you feel like you're currently slaying? Um, I think I'm slaying building my brand because you know I'm getting new clients like Brana Brothers this is the very first year I'm affiliated and associated with it so Brana Brothers you know is the biggest multicultural hair show in America so I'm hoping the exposure lands me to other opportunities so I feel like you know my brand is going in the right direction right and we got to stop hoping and start speaking girl well yeah well it is going in the right direction yes Uh, that's that's the kind of language i want to hear yeah so one of the things that's really important to me as the founder of brunch and slay is that every time we have somebody give of themselves and put their stuff out there and be vulnerable with us that we return the favors so i'm gonna have to ask you what prayers and vibes can we send your way to help you along your journey? Hmm, well, that's a good question. Thank you very much. Um, so prayers and vibes, just um, good health. Like right now, I don't have any health problems, but in 2014, I was on life support and almost died. So I have no health problems. I'm like a miracle, but I always pray for good health because you take it for granted. Until that moment you can't breathe and you're being rushed to the hospital. My goodness. Now, you let me talk this whole time and we didn't talk about what a miracle you are? My. (laughs) Well, we can definitely send that your way. I'm going to pray for you to have health beyond what you could even imagine. How about that? Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. You guys heard it. So she's going to be busy. Her dance card is filling up as we speak. Um, so she's going to need health for that jet set in life that she's going to be doing. You know, there's there. Dr. Phil wants her back. Steve Harvey wants her. Oprah's going to do a special, you know, there's her dance card. They want her. Right. So Got to stay it. healthy. Yes. Yes. So where can people follow you? How can they support you? So uh, my official website is ShaniceLewis.com. And now my name is spelled kind of funny. 
So it starts with a C. It's C-H-E-N-E-S-E-L-E-W-I-S. So ShaniceLewis.com is my main website where you can find everything as well as the link to my podcast. And I'm on every social media platform known to man. Please follow me on Instagram because, you know, Instagram is where everything is popping right now. So I'm Shanice Lewis on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even if you're on Pinterest and wherever else, I'm Shanice Lewis everywhere. And my podcast is Shanice Lewis Show, and it's on all um, podcasting streaming apps. I love how consistent it is. You know, that's the best thing in the world to me. One simple tag. <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't have, we somebody else beats us to the punch and we got to put a, a hyphen or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, we definitely want to follow. And you guys know I say, anybody here on this show, follow them. Give their timeline 30 days. I'm sure you're going to love it. Give it 30 days. Go ahead and follow her. Follow her. Technical something. <laughs> such as life. Follow her, give her timeline a chance, guys. It's really important that you tell her that you enjoyed this episode. You know, tag her, tag me. We enjoy connecting with you. That's why we do what we do. If we were shy folks, we would not be on here speaking to you and pursuing our dreams. So because we were bold enough to act on that and to answer the call, I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead and support us in that way. So go ahead and follow Shanice. Uh, Shanice, man, I have enjoyed chatting with you. Likewise, we're going to have to do it in person. Yes, we should. And you guys, I know we have a ton of folks. Let me call on my Houston people because I know a ton of folks in Houston who host fantastic and fabulous events. I know you're always looking for new energetic blood and vibes to host because you want something new. It's just a short drive down I-10 from Baton Rouge to Houston. So go ahead and reach out to Shanice and get her to host your next event. Yes, I like that. Yeah. So man, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend with me in the BAS audience. Oh, thank you for having me. I um, loved your brand. I love what you're doing. And any way I can continue to support you in the future, don't hesitate to ask. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And guys, you know, um, it's always a pleasure to be able to share this light with you guys. I hope you're smiling. I hope you got a giggle. I hope I got you through a workout or a drive home or through that lunch break. Wherever you're listening, I appreciate you. I'm sending good vibes of abundance, joy, and happiness your way. And no matter what, I'm just going to ask that you always remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira, and this is Brunch and Slice.